What is my role exactly as an S-E-N-I woman in a relationship with a S-I-N-E man when it comes to making decisions and plans in the context of a relationship? Also known as, woman asks what her role is in a relationship. And this is for INFJ ENTP relationships. And But before I can answer, please consider subscribing to the channel so that we could finally get that awesome Delta Squad cameo we all deserve in the new Star Wars series, The Bad Batch. And also, please click the alert bell so like you are informed when I go live because you're in like our notification club and whatnot. And uh, because like you never know when I'll go live because I'll go live randomly and stuff. So do that, please. That being said... What's up, Eco Hackers? This is the CS Joseph Podcast, and I'm your host, CS Joseph, uh, here to respond to uh, your questions on all things Jungian analytical psychology or the four sides of the mind. And the source of today's question is a member of our Acolyte tier uh, membership within the CSJ community, uh, which I highly recommend you guys check out. Uh, combining Acolyte with Journeyman, it's only a hundred bucks a month, and you get uh, you get the ability to have email correspondence with me every month, and that's exactly where this question came from. It was email correspondence with a member of our community, and I'm not going to reveal her name here, but she's cool. She's an INFJ. She asked me a question, and I thought it would be important to talk about this po uh, topic with. Uh, the rest of the audience. So you all are getting that benefit. So thank you to this person for being a member of our Acolyte membership. And uh, I look forward to seeing her on our next um, uh, coaching session. So let's get down to it. Here we go. So uh, a little context to her question. She actually provided some context to the question. So I'll read you some of it. So she says, uh, traditional gender rules dictate that the man should primarily have the initiating uh, leadership role. But as I know from Jungian psychology, it is the role of the NI user to initiate and choose the best path forward, no matter their gender, question mark. I even remember said, you said uh, that, um, you know, we should be careful in terms of who we consider, uh, you know, who has the responsibility of making plans in the context of a relationship. Should we then ignore the traditional roles and focus completely on the following the dynamics of the archetypes instead? Uh, she added a little bit more. But uh, I don't think that's appropriate to uh, be sharing uh, here on YouTube. So I'm not going to add a little bit more than just that. But thank you uh, for providing the context. Okay, so let's, let's talk about uh, the gender dynamics of relationships uh, within this context. Yes, traditional gender roles has the man being the NISE user. But that's assuming that the woman is an SINE user as well. It's because SINE user women are typically seen as more feminine than NISE user women, especially crusader women. Crusader women uh, who, are, uh, S who are SJs, they're informative. So they have that informative interaction style. So because they're informative, which is more indirect instead of the uh, you know, more masculine approaches direct, they're seen as more feminine that way, which by and large, because they're more feminine, they're technically more attractive to masculine men, if not the most masculine men in general, uh, to that end, right? That's typically how it goes. But in today's day and age, traditional gender roles, which obviously showed favoritism towards SFJ women over all the other women out there, is not entirely accurate. And in fact, even traditional uh, gender roles as displayed like in movies, uh, you know, it's, it's a Wonderful Life with uh, George Bailey, 
and his wife, etc. I mean, she's like an SFJ or behaves like an SFJ. I mean, she's like considered to be like the ideal woman by societal standards. But even, you know, that movie was made in the 1930s and it's about life in the 1920s. And, uh, um, and to be honest, I, I, I don't even think it was really that accurate for those days then because people were very ignorant of Jungian psychology and they don't understand that, you know, quite frankly, traditional gender roles are psychologically prejudiced. They're psychologically racist. Uh, and that's a problem. Like, uh, it's funny because, like, my INFJ mentor would often call it, you know, well, that person's a typist. And I'm like, are you saying a typist from, like, a racism standpoint? Or are you saying typist from the standpoint of, like, you know, they're actually typing people and good at typing people when it comes to uh, typology. Is that is that what you're talking about? But obviously in that context, he's talking about them being psychologically racist or prejudiced, etc. Which, to be fair, all human beings are prejudiced. Whether or not you're aware of it or not, you are prejudiced. Yes, you, you're a psychological racist. Every human being is. You just need to recognize how you are and then stop that because, like, that's important. If you can't accept that an IN... If you're an STP and you can't accept that an INTP or an INFP or an ISTJ behavior is normal, then you're a racist or, you know, a psychist or a typist or... Let's just say prejudiced because you're prejudging them. That's what racism is. It's prejudice. It's prejudging without even actually knowing the person. That's prejudging. Prejudiced. Prejudge, right? So don't do that, Okay. And you got to understand that traditional gender roles is actually a human, a form of human nurture. Uh, it is external. It's very subjective. It's not actually objective. We know archetypes are objective uh, in it, when in, when compared to nurture. We know human nature is objective, more objective compared to human nurture, which is subjective. Is, is the point I'm trying to make. Uh, so because of that, you know, subjectivity within traditional gender roles, you know, dictating this. It's not entirely like, you know, accurate. It's it's subject to change, especially by culture, by person or whoever you ask. Because you could ask a very masculine woman, like an STP woman or an NTJ woman, and they'd have a, a completely different point of view. Um, but the reality of the situation is it's you have to be aware of nature. You actually have to kind of more adhere to nature primarily more so than adhering to the gender roles that are posited by uh, social norms or rules or, you know, human nurture as we know it, it's too subjective. So, but, but let's actually discuss, you know, in specific here, INFJ versus ENTP within the context of this relationship as it stands. Because INFJs, they're all about their plans. They love plans, although they're dog shit at making plans and even adhering to their own plans. So, and that's why be, that's why they are actually typically supposed to be in relationships with philosopher types, which are really, really great at making plans, and even in some cases, keeping plans. But then you get into like the NFPs where they really struggle keeping their own plans, but they're really great at making plans for other people, and then the INFJ should just run off with that plan and then execute it, and then everything's good. An INFJ, especially an INFJ woman, needs to have a plan because the plan tells the woman what her boundaries are. The plan itself actually helps define the boundaries of where she can and cannot go within the relationship because she herself is affiliative. She's always trying to do the right thing within the context of the relationship. And so she needs to have set boundaries, clear boundaries, 
because if she doesn't have those boundaries, she's always afraid that she's going to fail. She has this constant fear of failure. It's, it's as a result of having extroverted sensing and fear. She has a fear of failure in the relationship, which ends up creating a self-fulfilling prophecy that ends up leading to her failing in the relationship because she doesn't have the proper plans. The thing is, though, she's in a relationship with an ENTP. It's the pedagogue type. And let me tell you something. ENTPs are terrible at making plans. I don't know whoever said an ENTP is good at making plans. They're not a J type. They're a P type. And P types, last I checked, are terrible at making plans. Unless, of course, you know, you're a philosopher P type, like NFPs. They're great at making plans. Why? Because they have expert thinking. You know, ENFPs are amazing at making plans for others. They, they won't keep their own plans. They'll change constantly because they're triple movement. And then INFPs, they're really, really good at making plans as well because they're expert thinking aspirational. They're great at planning. But those plans usually adhere to others and not necessarily themselves. Whereas the INFJ can't make plans to save their life, but they like receiving other people's plans because those plans actually represent boundaries for them to live by, rules to live by, etc. So that their, guarantee, their NI, their introvert intuition hero, is guaranteed success within the context of their relationship because they've just been given a plan that they can execute. Well, that's literally how it works. That's how they do it, right? So because of that, you know, there, there could be... There could be some concerns there. There could be um, there could be some issues. I hope the sound is coming through. Uh, please leave a comment below and talk about the sound if the sound is good because we made some adjustments recently. So yeah, um, um, so you know it's it's really hard for an ENTP man to to make plans, and oftentimes ENTP men are judged by women in society that their inability to make plans and adhere to plans makes them less of a man for some reason. Because for some reason, y'all women out there are like biased AF towards ENTPs in that regard, and the bias just gets even worse because ENTPs within life start out really really feminine. Actually, ENTP men start out pretty feminine, and they become way more masculine as life goes on, and they end up being more masculine than the STP men uh, that they that they do you know over time it's funny STP men get way more feminine and feminized as they get older whereas ENTP men shed that femininity and become far more masculine as they get older it's kind of interesting how it's just going in an opposite direction the thing is though is that y'all need to stop judging stop judging ENTPs that way but you also need to stop judging INFJs that way just because INFJs can't make plans for themselves doesn't make them stupid you see and then everyone's like accusing INFJs of being stupid ditzes because they're not good at planning. Well, guess what? They have extroverted thinking tricksters. Stop judging them for having extroverted thinking tricksters. It doesn't like actually help anybody. Like seriously, stop doing it. Like what value is there for it? There is no value there. So stop. Y'all are judgmental. Y'all prejudiced. I'm tired of how prejudiced you are. Like seriously, everyone's prejudiced. I don't care what color skin you are. You are you're prejudiced. You are prejudiced. You just need to learn how you're prejudiced, and then stop. And then once you know, once you have the self awareness of how prejudiced you are and where you're being prejudiced, then you know, like my parents, they're prejudiced. They're prejudiced because they're all affiliative. My sister's prejudiced. They're affiliative, and because I'm not affiliative like them, because I'm pragmatic, I'm the only pragmatic person in my family. They're automatically prejudiced against me because I'm very independent and they're interdependent, and they judge me for not being as interdependent as they are. So I'm not in the in crowd, right? Because I'm not on the in crowd, you know, they're being all prejudiced on me. But they don't care what the color of my skin is. They have the same color of skin that I have. So color of skin doesn't actually matter, folks. Culture at the end of the day doesn't really actually matter. It's really it's really nature. So as much as you get, like, complain about XYZ group, you know, oh, that group has more money, or, oh, you're white, you had it a lot better, or, you know, or, or, or you know, Native Americans have a lot worse, or all this crap, like, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, as much as people like to pretend that they're not racist or prejudiced, 
they are. They actually really are. So you can't get away from that. So learn how prejudiced you are, get some self-awareness, and then stop doing it. Like, please, everyone needs to do this. Like, seriously, forgive one another. Understand one another so you can actually forgive one another and just let people be who they are. You know, the philosophy of Malcolm X, that's what we should be doing. That's how we should be living our life. The philosophy of Malcolm X is how we get closer to utopia. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should like probably study him. Oh, by the way, he was an ENTP. You know what I'm saying? So like do that, seriously. But anyway, traditional gender roles don't really mean much anymore. You know, granted, uh, you know, it's easy to define, you know, what is feminine, you know, when it comes to traditional gender roles, you know, like it's easy because, you know, women who look more feminine, you know, so like, uh, women who have a lot less body fat technically by and large or who have who have good hip to waist ratio they look more feminine to men and and don't forget folks men reject women far more than women reject men i mean whoever said otherwise is out of your mind because a man can look at a woman and then if she's like too ugly for him he won't even give her any attention that counts as a rejection okay that's a rejection okay so traditional generals they don't really mean so much now, it's really hard to define what masculine actually is, okay? So men are attracted to women that are beautiful, beautiful women who look good, right? Who smell good, who feel good, who are soft, like soft skin, you know what I'm saying? Nice soft skin, right? Does anyone ever care about skin anymore? I don't know. Women are attracted to men who have masculine behavior. It's not about how men look, it's how they behave. Masculine behavior, right? And the thing is, is like men like me, I'm an ENTP. I started off super feminine, had feminine boyish behavior, very feminine behavior growing up and even in my 20s and whatnot. But now I have at least, you know, a few years now of some masculine traits and then developing my masculine traits as I get older. It's all about having more masculine traits and it's a learned behavior. Well, here's the reality, folks. Learned behavior is more important than natural behavior, than talent, you know. Uh, effort always trumps talent at the end of the day. Granted, the thing that the, the thing that pisses me off is that people who put in a lot of effort and they don't really care about practicing or actually or even developing their talent, they get entitled because they put in all this effort even though they didn't go anywhere. It's being on a rocking horse, lots of movement, but going nowhere. You see what I'm saying? That's where that comes from. Okay. So but yeah, don't don't expect an ENTP man to, you know, always make plans. It's just not really in his nature and it has to become a learned behavior. And if you're a woman in a relationship with him, you can't like judge him as less of a man for him not being able to make plans because he's probably like what, in his 20s and his 30s, he doesn't really have the ability to make plans until like in his 40s, maybe even 50s. Because it's just not that part of it. His ISFJ side is not as developed on average, statistically, I would imagine, uh, to be able to do that. Because the planning side of his mind is either his ISFJ or his design TJ, right? If you wanted to make plans, well, get him some caffeine or get him some alcohol. The caffeine will put him in his ISFJ side of his mind or the alcohol will put him in his, uh, 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 will put him in his uh, uh, INTJ side of the mind, you know? Give him Adderall, he'll be stuck in his ISFJ mode the entire time. He'll barely talk and do anything, but he'll be paying attention to everything. He'll get super mega behind the scenes. He'll think something's wrong with him. Yeah, don't ever give anyone Adderall, by the way. That's like a really bad idea. Like no one actually really truly understands the consequences of that. Oh, and because, you know, society has psychologically prejudiced other people, we're putting everyone on Adderall all of a sudden. 
you folks have to get to a point like when you're in your relationship, INFJ, ENTP, or any relationship, it doesn't matter, but you need to get to the point where you discuss what your roles are and leave out all societal social norms and expectations, which is especially hard for this INFJ woman to do so because she has FE parent. She is most subjective in terms of, you know, how society and how people should behave. Who is she to judge other people based on how they behave? I'm not saying she is. But who is any INFJ to do that? They can't do that, okay? That's not fair. Their FE parent does not get to dictate social norms to other people because social norms are subjective. You'll have to understand how, social, how subjective they are. And that's not fair. So she can't be judging her man as less of a man for that. In as much as he cannot be judging his woman as less of a woman based on her masculine behavior. That's bullshit. It should be okay for masculine women to be masculine. My wife's masculine. She's an ESTP. I think she's smoking hot. She's pretty awesome. She's getting better and better. And she just had a freaking baby. She goes to, you know, goes to work. And people are like, did you even have a baby? You didn't even look like you have a baby. She shows up, you know, she's all pregnant and whatnot one day. And she comes back to work, you know, two months later. And then all of a sudden, she's like, they're like, wow, where'd all your baby weight go? Yeah, it's gone because it's not there. Because, like, she's even, you know, smaller, uh, the smallest that she's ever been in, in, the, in our entire marriage two months after the baby. You know, because, hey, you know, when you're breastfeeding, it comes off a lot faster if you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, be healthy. You know, you see what I'm saying? But, like, seriously, traditional gender roles are extremely subjective. It's my main point. They're not actually going to help. You have to really break it down into what is a feminine behavior? What is a masculine behavior? Do that first. Identify what those things mean specifically to both of you in your relationship. Then have a conversation and then realize, okay, here's the behavior I'm looking from you. Here's the behavior I'm looking from you. And then make that like, I don't know, the deal or the contract or at least the agreement or the understanding that you have in terms of what you're looking for in the context of your relationship. This is all about self-defined relationships. Because as long as everyone's taking care of themselves, as long as people are taking responsibility to meet their own needs, as long as they have their personal standards, as long as they have their personal boundaries and they're enforcing them, then they have their personal goals and seeking out their personal goals, then what's the problem? And then they could be working together to meet all those things. The thing is, is that if you don't even know what your needs are, like how to take care of yourself, etc., you know, like... Like, in certain cases, it's funny because, like, my wife told me recently, she's like, I'm really happy, like, when you give me advice on how I should dress, and I like how picky you are, because I am picky, like, I'm super picky about, like, how how women wear things. Like, like for example, I'll go on Instagram, and I'll, like, I, I follow Fashion Nova. I do. I follow Fashion Nova. I, I watch it like a hawk, because I'm always trying to find nice new pieces of clothing that you know I could get for my wife or something that I actually want her to wear so that she's nice and sexy you know with, with like doing in everything she does so that she is sexy 100% of the time etc and I put in a lot of research for that so like when I find when I find a photo that I like of a woman she's wearing something nice I save it and then I forward it to her account directly so she has it and she's able to track it and then she goes on you know, to fashion over or one of these other fashion sites to find a specific piece of clothing, see if it's affordable. And then she gets and she adds it to her wardrobe. It's pretty nice. It's an example of something that we do. But then again, I get folks in this audience here is like, oh, you know, Mr. C.S. Joseph, he's following a bunch of, you know, half naked uh, Instagram models all the time. And they're getting all pissy about it when it's actually just some negotiated thing that I have in my marriage. That's none of their effing business to begin with. 
Y'all are judgmental. So, like, stop that. You see? Traditional gender roles, it doesn't matter. You have to negotiate it on a relationship-by-relationship basis. For example, my ISTP cousin, who is married to an ISTJ, he's the cook. He cooks dinner every night. Or uh, I have a, 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 a friend of mine who is an ISFP. He's married to an ESTJ, and they got married. And then, like, on their honeymoon, she went all traditional gender roles on him, and she started to cook for him. And he was so unhappy with what she made for him that he lost it. And then he's like, you will never cook in this house again. And then he cooks. And he loves cooking because it's an art. Because he's an artist. And she gets to enjoy these amazing meals. He's happy with the meals that he gets. It's all good. It works for them. It's their marriage. It's their relationship. Okay? So really, to answer your question, uh, really focus on your gender roles that you decide within your relationship. Do not let society dictate it to you. You have a right. Anyone has a right to set up whatever gender roles that they want to have within the context of their relationship, within the context of their home, within the context of their church, within their community, within their city, within their county, within their state, and ultimately this country, and not have anyone else in these areas mess with them or even judge them or be prejudiced against them. And they should be treated with mutual respect. They respect other people's culture that they set for their own homes in as much as that other people respect the culture that they set for their home. This is the way of Malcolm X, who also was an ENTP. You must do this. Because if you don't do this, you're just being judgmental. You're just being prejudiced. So stop doing it, okay? Granted, remember, tradition is the corpse of wisdom. Tradition, like traditional generals, I mean, they're nice, but they really only apply to SJ women to SP men, which is only 70% of the population in terms of men to women, but even then, it's not even 70%, it's about 35% of the population, SJ women and SJ men, because what about the SJ men and SP women? Excuse me, I meant SJ women and SP men, but what about the SJ men and SP women? doesn't even count. So you have to split that 70% number in half, which is 35%, okay? So traditional gender roles only benefits 35% of the total population. Therefore, if you are an SJ woman in a relationship with an SP man, sure, you can have those traditional gender roles. But I just showed you how SP men were taking on the typical feminine role of cooking. But it's not feminine at all because, let's be honest, they're better cooks than their wives. So why? Why do we have to care about this? You guys need to just abandon traditional gender roles and actually set up what the gender roles should be and negotiate them on a case-by-case -case basis. And stop being FJs who are enforcing this whole social norms on other people when you are not even an SFJ. You're an NFJ, right? So don't do that to an ENTP man. It's not fair. ENTP men, go out of your way to give yourself new experiences and have different uh, you know, disciplines in your life so that you can eventually give the, your INFJ what she needs. Plans. Make a plan and stick to it. Know that you actually can commit to a plan. Stop being afraid of 
not committing to a plan because guess what? You're stronger than the other types because you have SI aspirational, which means you can be strong enough to deal with whatever consequence that would come as a result of you committing to that plan. Because the INFJ, your INFJ woman here, is not actually, she doesn't care about the plan. She just says she cares about the plan. Like women say things, but their actions don't match their words. That's what women do. That's what they do. This is why I tell men, never take a woman at her word. And it's not because she's a liar. I'm not saying that. It's because she changes her mind. Women are the yin. The yin is chaotic. The yin is constantly changing. So women are constantly changing. Their life is very cyclical all the time. Men's life is like going up a hill and down a hill. But women, it's like this. It's a freaking roller coaster with their life constantly making decisions and changing their mind. So let them be women. Let them change their mind. Don't get mad when she changes her mind. Just recognize that she will. Don't take her at her word and that's okay. But keep your word. Be consistent. That's actually what your INFJ woman is looking for in this situation is consistency. Because when you're not consistent, it makes her feel insecure. And then she wants those beta traits. And who knows, I've known a few INFJ women cheating on their alpha men with some betas because those betas are at least consistent. You don't want that in your relationship, bro. So based on that, go out of your way to at least be consistent. Commit to something. Because if you can commit to something, guess what? You're strong enough because you have SI aspirational to actually be able to take the hits, the consequences in life to be able to handle whatever you committed to. She doesn't necessarily care about the plan. She just claims it's all about the plan. It's not about the plan. It's about you being consistent, bro. That's what she wants. She wants you to be consistent so that she feels secure to make decisions. And naturally, you'd want her to make decisions because you're any hero and you're all about giving her choices so she can make choices. Let her make choices. But here's the thing. She's not going to allow herself to make choices until you are consistent enough so that she feels safe enough to make decisions in the first place. And that, my friend, is how you execute this relationship properly. So to answer the question, what is my role exactly as an SENI user woman in a relationship with an SINE user man? Obviously, go out of your way to make him comfortable. That's important. Make him feel wanted and desired. Don't take him for granted. But he needs to be consistent and be disciplined and strong enough such that he's putting in effort so that he can actually be wantable and desirable by you. If he's not desirable, chances are he's not putting in enough effort and potentially stuck in his comfort zone and being lazy. But even then, even if he is putting in the effort, ENTP men, they all have this freaking problem. They all have this problem where it's like, oh, I put in a lot of effort, so I'm entitled to being wanted. <clears throat> Wrong. You're not entitled to anything. Because the reality of the situation is, is that just because you put in a lot of effort doesn't mean you're going anywhere. My father, my ENFJ father told me all the time as a little kid, and it's the number one lesson he ever taught me, quote, do it right the first time. Which means you can put a lot of effort, but ENTPs, we often put our effort in the wrong thing. Just trial and error all the time. Effort, effort, effort. When we don't even realize that there might be some things that are better for us to put our effort into compared to other things, etc. Right? So that's what an SINE user man is supposed to do in the context of this INFJ-ENTP relationship. The thing is, 
It has nothing to do with making plans. And that has nothing to do with traditional gender roles. Just get rid of that crap. It doesn't matter. Just be consistent and then she'll be able to make decisions. It's that simple. And then for her, go out of your way to practice. Stop trying to take shortcuts. INFJs, especially INFJ women, I don't know what it is about you folks and shortcuts, but you're constantly making shortcuts in all your decisions. Stop making shortcuts. Actually take the time to practice. Put in a little bit more effort, okay? Just because it's not a shortcut, just because you're not getting it right now because you're impatient, okay? You're, not pro you're probably not going to get the best outcome that way. If you want a better outcome for your relationship, be willing to go the extra mile. That's all I'm saying. ENTP men, be willing to put in uh, the right kind of effort and put in that effort, etc., so that you remain desirable. And then that way she can respect you, etc., because, you know, you're being consistent. Super mega important, guys. And then negotiate your gender roles for your relationship within the context of your relationship and stop adhering to social norms. They don't really matter that much. They don't. Masculine behavior and then being feminine. That's all you got to do. Your relationship will be successful regardless of traditional gender roles that only benefits 35% of people. Like seriously. So yeah. If you want a guaranteed answer for your questions like these, uh, consult with the wizard. Yours truly at uh, csjoseph.life forward slash wizard uh, and post your coaching question and get my video response here on YouTube. Anyway, folks, all that being said, I'll see you guys tonight. What's up, Eco Hackers? Thanks for watching this video. And if you enjoyed it, please hit the like button below. That would be the dopest. Also, if you want to see similar videos uh, to this video, just click on any of the videos that you see here so you can go check those out as well. And if you have not taken our personality test to find out your type, please do so at csjoseph.life forward slash discover.